who has your attention. Um, attention span is something that many teachers um, used to have a problem with with a lot of students in the classroom uh, because they would be easily distracted and their focus can be easily moved away from what's important. Um, even with this e-learning, while at work sitting, because the children, they allow the children to come in with their cell phones and uh, they come in and they sit with their friends. And while they're even in class and while their teachers is looking for them to look into the camera and be interactive with them, they still have to deal with distractions uh, from other people. They still have to call the student to attention. I was listening to one of the children in their E-class and the teacher was asking one of the students, where well, are you paying attention? Or what is that in your hand? Do you have your phone? Because it's easy to see that someone is not paying attention or they have their phone in their hand because their head is constantly down. And when your head is constantly down, you're not paying attention to what's going on in front of you. That's why they don't want us texting and driving. Come on. They don't want us on the phone and driving because what happens, it takes away from your alertness. <laughs> and so the teacher has to battle with the distraction to get you to be alert to what he or she is trying to teach you. Y'all missed it. And sometimes it's sad because sometimes God is battling uh, for your attention because somebody somewhere or something has your attention better than how God has your attention. So I have to ask you this question tonight. Who has your attention? What, what is distracting you from paying attention to what God is already doing for you? Here's what you have to understand. You have to know that in this life, you're not missing out on anything. There's nothing in this world that you don't already have. <laughs> There's nothing in this life that is not already supplied for you. Remember now, the Bible tells us that we have everything we need in Christ Jesus. All we really have to do is ask and you shall receive if you are not wavering in your faith. Listen, so you're not missing out on anything. You're not uh, missing out on food. You're not missing out on on, on a good time, you're not missing out on anything when your attention is focused on God, then God's attention can be focused on you. Mm -hmm. Because when you're paying attention to God's business, we've heard many preachers say it, then God can attend to your business. 
Look at what the writer tells us. He says in the message translation, if God gives such attention to wild flowers, amen. And so I have to ask the question, does anybody know or have seen wildflowers? And if so, you have to know that wildflowers are an assorted arrangement. That means that they grow in bunches, but they're not all the same color. <laughs> Look at what he says. If God gives such attention to the appearance, stop. Now notice what you all know what appearance means. That means how something looks. Oh, uh, y'all are saying nothing back to me. So if God is concerned about how the flowers look, you don't you know he's concerned about how you look? In other words, God is not going to allow you to look foolish. <laughs> he's not going to allow you to look ignorant. He's not going to allow you to look in a way that is not like him. Oh, come on, talk back to me. Because if you're in Christ, then Christ is in you. And if you and, and if Christ is in you, the Bible says that we are new creations. So watch this. If God is concerned about how the flower look, don't you know he is also concerned about your look? Now, here's what I want you to understand. It says, his appearance of wildflowers, most of which are not even seen. So watch this. So wildflowers grow in a different areas. These are some particular wildflowers that grows in the desert in California. Now, many of us who live in Chicago we don't see those flowers growing in the desert. You ain't saying nothing back to me. But yet and still, our writer is telling us that even though we can't see it, don't mean God ain't taking care of them. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Check it out. If wildflowers can grow in the desert, <laughs> what makes you think God can't take care of you in this pandemic? If wildflowers can grow and blossom and be of different rays of shades and colors, what makes you think that you can prosper in this pandemic? What makes you think your business can't do good? What makes you think that you can't go higher in this pandemic? What makes you think that you can't get a miracle? What makes you think that you can't get favor? If God can grow flowers in the desert, what makes you think that you can't prosper right now? See, here, here's what we know about the desert. Anybody know that a desert is a destitute place? There's a lot of stuff that don't happen in the desert. But there are some things that happen in deserts. Watch this. I remember I was watching the Western, old Western, amen, that was coming on. One of, one of the good ones. I forgot which one it was. Amen. But it was one of the good ones. And um, the cowboy, the cowboy wound it up in the desert. 
and he was out there for a while and he was dying of thirst. <laughs> and somehow or another, he came up on the cactus. Listen to me. Now, what makes the cactus so awesome that in the desert, that uh, in the movie, in the uh, uh, when the cowboy popped it open, there was water in the cactus. Now, I never went to the desert, and I never popped open the cactus in the desert, but in the movie, there was water in the desert. And so the water gave the man an extra boost of life. He was rejuvenated because of the water that was provided in a place where water should not have been found. Oh, come on, talk back to me. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is that God, if he can grow wildflowers in the desert, watch this. And if God, even in that movie, watch this. If a cactus can hold water and provide life for a cowboy in the movie, what makes you think that God cannot provide for you in this pandemic? I want to ask you this question. Who has your attention? Do your bills have your attention? Come on. Do, do, that, do that toxic relationship have your attention? Because you do know the Bible says whatever has your attention, that's the thing you're going to give most of your life to. If, 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 if it's this, then you're going to give your love to that and then hate the other. You're going to love one and then hate the other. And it's not hate as if you're disgusted. It's just hate like I'm not giving you my time or my talent or my treasure. Because we, we have people that give more thought to things than we give thought to the Lord. But here's what the writer is telling us in the message translation. He says, God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers that grow in places that we don't even see. We can't even see most of these places where these wildflowers grow, but they still grow and they have beautiful complexions. The appearance of them are awesome. So most of which we have never ever seen. Don't you think he'll attend to you? If he's attending to flowers and you're much greater than flowers, much greater than a dove, don't you think that God would take care of you? So my question tonight again, who has your attention? Where are you giving most of your time to? Why, why are you putting so much into something that you can't do nothing about? Can I tell you something else about wildflowers? Wildflowers is an uncultivated variety of flowers growing freely, watch this, growing freely without human intervention. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These things grow without anybody telling it to grow. <laughs> These things pop up without anybody going out there to plant them. That's why they're called wildflowers. They grow anywhere, anytime. And nobody has to plant them. They coming up. Now some people harvest the seeds. But the wildflowers. That we don't see. That's growing in the desert. Nobody's going out there to plant. Flowers in the desert. And 
if God can bring them out of the desert, if he can bring something beautiful out of a place where things should die. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. If he can bring something beautiful out of a place where things should die, don't you think he could take care of you in this pandemic? So I got to ask you, are you giving all of your attention to what they're saying on TV? Now, don't get me wrong. COVID-19 is real. The coronavirus is real. People are dying from this virus. Can I also tell you this? But And there's also a percentage of people who survive the virus. Listen, and we have a God that's greater than the virus. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? You go ahead and follow your guidelines of staying uh, safe. You go ahead and do your social distance. You go ahead and put on your mask. And while you're doing all of that, you keep on thanking God for keeping you safe. You keep thanking God for healing you. You keep thanking God for keeping you free of the COVID. You keep thanking God that you don't have corona. Nobody in your family have corona. Your grandchildren don't have it. You keep on giving your attention to God and God will give his attention to you. He said, take pride in you. Say it's okay to be you. Do his best for you. <laughs> Are you hearing what the, the, the writer is saying? Everything you do is for God. And when you're doing it for God, God would do for you. So what I'm trying to do here is what the writer is saying in the message uh, translation, he says, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. I told you that on last night. It's to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting. So you can respond, watch this, to God's giving. See, sometimes we get so preoccupied to trying to get, we miss out on God giving us what we need. Are you, Okay. We spend so much time trying to get safe, but God is already giving you safety. <laughs> and it is in Christ Jesus. We're trying to spend so much time in being this way when God has already given it to you. We're so preoccupied with getting, we're missing out on what God wants to give us. And everything you're trying to get, God already got it. If you go ahead and read down a few more verses, it tells you that. To do what? Put the kingdom of God first. And he said, then what? All these things, all these things shall be added unto you. So in other words, what he's saying is you don't have to do all of this. You don't have to give all your attention to stocking up your pantry. To making sure you got 80 rolls of tissue. Come on, talk back to your boy. You don't have to buy all up the water and put it in your basement. You ain't saying nothing back to me. You don't have to keep on buying all these canned goods and building an extra pantry down in your basement for a shelter, a bunker. Stop tripping like that. God got you. And if God needs you to get anything, he'll put you in the place where the resource is unlimited and you'll never run out. 
He said, we're so preoccupied in getting, in other words, we're, we're trying to control a situation that we have no control over in the first place. See, the things that we should be concerned about, we're not concerned about. And the thing we should be concerned about is the kingdom of God. <laughs> the thing that we should be most concerned about is putting him first. Notice what it said in the message Bible at that first verse. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which we never see, don't you know he'll attend to you? If his eyes on the sparrow, I know he's watching over me. We keep on singing it, but I got to ask you, do you really believe it? So who has your attention that God can't get through to you? Hey, cuz, what thing has your attention where God can't give you what you need? We're so preoccupied on making sure <laughs> we got enough of this and we got enough of that and we got enough of this but we're missing out on the one thing that we really need and that's the Lord we're trying to get so much and God trying to give us the same thing you trying to get can I show you can I prove it to you watch this y'all know where I'm going the woman that had the issue of blood. She tried to get healing. And all she had to do. Is to believe and touch. And Jesus gave it to her. Why? Because she had faith. Don't. This is what I'm saying. See faith will bring things to you. Come on here. It's in Christ. Everything you need. Is in Christ. And your faith can bring it to you. You don't have to go tripping about nothing. You don't have to go fussing. You ain't got to go fight nobody in the store for tissue. You ain't got to fight nobody in the store for water. You ain't got to stand in line for all that stuff. All you really need to do is give your attention to where your attention needs to go. And if you give your attention to God, God will give his attention to you. She tried to pay for everything. But then, watch this, she heard something. And the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing. And how often have we heard that God can supply all of our needs? Come on now. How often have we heard that we are the seeds of Abraham? How often have we heard that, that we will never lack again a day in our lives? Y'all remember those years that that stuff became these little cliches? I'll never lack another day in my life. I am a millionaire. I am this and I am that. Listen, let me tell you something. I, I, I still believe it, but you know what I believe more? I believe that the more I give God my attention, the more he gives me his attention and I never run out of nothing. Come on, talk back to me. Yeah, it'd be good to be a billionaire, but it's better to have God who owns everything. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. Whatever I need, as a lady in our church, Pastor Robinson, she sang this song. Whatever you need, God got it. 
And it's true. If I need money, God know I need it. He'll make it happen in due time. That's when I get down to the last part. He brings some more. And he been doing that for the last. Can I, I, ain't pray, I ain't lying to you. My wife is on. She'll tell you. We come down to the last five, 15, 20. Come turn around. Somebody bless us. Pow. Turn around. Somebody bless us again. Bam. I'm serious. It said, if you give him your attention, God will attend to you. That means he not only attends to you, that don't mean he just say, oh, I see you. No, that means he brings everything you need. If it's healing, he gives it. If it's provision, he got it. If it's safety, he got it. Refuge, he got it. Shelter, he got it. Bridge, he got it. Food, he got it. Money, he got it. Whatever you need, God got it. So here's what you do. So as God is trying to give, you stop trying to get. You know why he blessed Solomon? Because Solomon asked for wisdom. And because he asked for wisdom, God gave him everything he needed. <laughs> His kingship was validated by the richness that God poured into him. Mm -hmm. Why? Because wisdom was the number one thing he needed. And God blessed him and validated his kingship with an unlimitless flow of income. He was rich beyond rich. So God, the writer tells us that God wants to give to you. Now, he said those who don't know God and don't know how he works fuss over these things. These things like clothes, food, shelter. They make a big fuss about what we're going to do tomorrow. <clears throat> what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving ain't got here yet. What we going to do for that? They fuss over this stuff. Why? Because they think those things are the most important things to have in life. They give all their attention to the kernel things and they miss out on the spiritual things that can bring them every kernel thing they can ever imagine and or think. Isn't that what the Bible said? The Bible said God can do greater than you can imagine and or think. So why those who don't know God are tripping about all of that stuff? The writer is saying, you know God. You know how he work. So you shouldn't be tripping like they trip. You should be cool. As a matter of fact, when you see the storm, you shouldn't be running and hiding. You should just go on go through. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. Fire shouldn't bother you. Walk on through. Water, walk on through. Didn't, didn't, didn't he say when the fire, he said, I won't let the fire burn you. I won't let the water drown you. So when those of us who know God, when bills come, we shouldn't lose our head about it. Oh, what am I going to do? What you mean? What you going to do? You're going to trust God. 
when the mortgage come and you know the other bill coming and say, well, Lord, how am I going to, what you mean? You're going to trust God again. Come on, talk back to me. It says, we don't respond to things the way those who don't know God. But since we know him, we know how God works. We know God can take two fish and five, five loaves and feed 5,000. Come on here. We see, we know God can walk on water. We know God can speak to the wind and the waves obey him. We know God can raise up a man from the grave, can raise up a dead boy from the fu a funeral possession, can raise up a dead girl by speaking. We know God. We've seen him. We know he can raise up his son from the grave in three days and get up with all power in the palm of his hand. We know how God works. He does not work like we do. We keep saying, I've seen them work. So the question is, since you've seen them work, who has your attention? <laughs> who has your attention? You know, it's, it's strange because, you know, dealing with men and women, the women see a nice guy. He got their attention until he leave the building. Same thing with men. Men see nice girl. They got his attention until she leave the building. <laughs> Amen. All I'm saying is, who has your attention? And wherever you're giving your attention to, that is the thing that you are most concerned about. And most of the time, we're giving attention to the wrong thing and the wrong people who cannot do anything for us. Most of the things we are concerned about are things we can't do nothing about. We can, listen, can, I know, I know, y'all tired of hearing about the virus, but I'm saying, stop worrying about it so much. What can we do? It's in the world. All we can do is continue to trust God and believe God and give him our attention. Put our focus on him. There's a song me and my wife like, it's not a spiritual song, it's not a gospel song, but the song is inside, can you focus? It's called Focus. And in the song, the person is asking the other person, can you focus on me? Can you give me all of your attention? Can, can I be what you focus on? Can I be the focus of your attention? Can I have the spotlight for a while? And that's all God wants from you. He wants you to focus on him. He wants the spotlight. He wants to be center of your life. He wants to be the one that when you get up in the morning, you don't text your boo, but you call God. He wants to be the one that in the midnight hour, you don't get excited and you text your girl, you texting God. Y'all may say them back to me. He wants to be the one that when you get up in the morning and you start to go out the door, you don't shout out to your boy or your girl. You shout out to God and say, Lord, thank you. He wants to be the one. Can you focus on him? He wants to know, can he have your attention? In order for a judge to get the attention of the people in the court, he takes the gavel, whether a female judge or male judge, the gavel, order in the court. <laughs> and when I was in the army, for, for the drill sergeant to get us to pay him or her attention, 
they would call the platoon to attention. Platoon tent hut. And the whole platoon just whoop, pow. And bring it down. And that's all God. And it is kind of strange because, watch this. Isn't it odd that a drill sergeant can get a, the attention of two to three hundred people and God can't get your attention from one person? Y'all, they're saying them back to me. I think about it. Marching two to three hundred men all on one occasion, on one accord. We marching with rifles and everything. Everybody on one beat, marching on left and right. Ooh, I, I got it. Left and right. But God can't get your attention for one minute. Come on, cuz. Talk back to me. <laughs> Come on. That's what I'm saying. See, listen. A lot of these songs we listen to, even though most of them are natural in purpose, but watch this. If you listen to a word or two from it, I promise you, I promise you, there is a connection. Lord, can you focus on me? That's it. Now, this, it's a good song. But listen, this is all God is saying. Can you focus on me? Can I get your attention? Can I interrupt your scheduling, regularly program? Can I break in for a minute? Y'all remember when, back in the day when you on the dance floor dancing with your girl or your boy, somebody tapped you on the shoulder, hey, can I cut in? That's all God is saying. <laughs> Well, I don't know when he's going to let me write these books, but he's giving me some good stuff. That's all God, God is saying. Hey, can I cut in? You, This relationship ain't going so good. Let me cut in. L listen, this job ain't doing so good. Let me cut in. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to your boy. Uh, you're not doing so good right here. Can I cut in? Listen, your mortgage is due and you, you ain't got it. Let me cut in. Your payment is due on your rent. You ain't got it. Let me cut in. Uh, uh, listen, uh, your, your children are hungry and I know you're looking for some food. Hey, can I cut in? That's all God want to do. He just want to cut in. He just wants your attention. So can I ask you this question? Who has your attention? 